Welcome to First Look. It's our Monday wrap-up show, and I think this is going to be an absolute beauty. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined in Melbourne by the Kid MG. Mark, how are you, mate? Very good, Scooty. Been a uh, been a good week. It's all happening. There's uh, sport on everywhere and top rope. Well, I thought he might call in sick. He's just had one of the all-time sickest beats. We're not talking rugby league. We're not talking about the WA wipeout in the election. We're talking about the US PGA Championship of Golf. Mido Pereira, ultimate choke, 200 to 1. He pulls the big dog up 18. He's a shot in front, and it goes straight into the creek. How are you, top rope? I'm devastated. I'll tell you what, Scoot, if Albo isn't lining up an invasion force for Chile right now, he's got to have a good, long, hard look at himself. Absolute disgrace. Mito Pereira. Oh, seriously, that was John Vanderveld, 99, Open Championship. That was... Oh, I'm surprised he wasn't waded down the creek, pants rolled up to try and chip it out. Unbelievable. How can you let a player, as a caddy, hit the big dog off the tee at 18 when all they need is to find a fairway? Bogey, at worst, puts him in the playoff. It's unfathomable that that sequence of events has happened. He's lipped out the hole before, or he's just missed. He's missed by a bee's diaphragm. It's just unbelievable. I just can't. I can't believe what I saw. So your sickness is just must be unparalleled this morning. I, I, I'm still, I, I, I'm absolutely still in shock. The, <laughs> uh, you, you made a good point coming onto the show off air, Scooty, that um, uh, the Mido Perez caddy's uh, Scotty Scheffler's old caddy. Has he gone since? Has Scotty gone since? Uh, since ditching the caddy? Airborne. <laughs> can't lose. Mido Pereira, I'm available for the bag next year if you need me. I don't know. I'm sure I don't know as much as you can't, Caddy. But I'll tell you what, I'll be I'll be snapping that driver in two before I let you hit it on 18. A little little text message to Big Daddy too, Adam Fraser. He said, mate, how has the Caddy not just placed the hand over the driver and said, not allowed? Just you can't remove. Physically, you cannot remove the driver from the bag. It's I guess it's easy in hindsight. I think he's, what, uh, fifth best driving uh, all day. But... Uh, yeah, the wheels fell off and just lost the unlosable. MG, let's move on because uh, Top Rope needs probably a couple of moments to compose himself. How was the AFL this week? I tell you what, I think I saw about a half or all combined uh, one full game of football. I saw a little bit of the Carlton game. I saw a smidgen of the Hawthorne game, a little bit of uh, Collingwood Fremantle. Uh, I tell you what, what I saw still wasn't great. The Blues were blistering on Friday night. Uh, I will say that. I'm not sure if they're uh, Melbourne Demons type territory yet, but uh, I'm surprised they're, they're starting to look pretty good, the Blues. Yeah, they were, Scooty. It was um, yeah, a big test for them. They've got uh, an easy draw. They've had an easy draw and they've been uh, coasting along. Sydney uh, were a good test for them and uh, they definitely did test them and uh, Carlton stood up and come away with a W. So it was uh, the match of the round going in and it was probably one of the better matches for the week, uh, there was some ordinary opposition into it, though, Scooty, so you probably didn't miss too many good uh, quarters or games along the way. Um, you would have watched your Hawks, surely, getting the job done over uh, the second premiership favourites in Brisbane. They were enormous down, uh, down in Tassie. You should play all your games down there. Any chance you're moving full-time? I'll tell you what, they can't just keep uh, introducing new teams, and I, I sort of that's the bee in my bonnet, but um, the, the fiddling of the game, and I did see the uh, the giant Newcomb free kick that was against Lockie Neal. Poor Lockie Neal. The top-line players get tagged, and it's just a beyond it's beyond embarrassment, that free kick, to give away to Neal, who's get he gets badgered, he gets pushed around all game. And I'm not sure what the umpires and the AFL are trying to do. Are they worried that kids at local footy level are giving a bit of push and shove and they're trying to 
you know, make it a better spectacle so they don't follow suit. Well, news newsflash, in the under-8s, they're already doing it. And I think the niggle and human competitive nature will just be around forever. So if someone's giving me a hard time, I'm just going to push them back. So I've, oh, it really is on, on, the, on the brink of collapse, AFL. The crowds are stay, staying well away. I can barely watch it. Lots of blokes in my similar age group who all played the game, uh, they've just nearly given up on the code. I, I say it, you know, I said it last week. It's probably a good thing I've removed myself off these shows like full time for the whole season because I'd be a broken record. But it is absolute disrepair the AFL, the umpiring. How many free kicks were there in the in the in the Hawthorne Brizzy match, MG? Uh, Sixty three, I believe. Is, is that a record? Uh, it's far too much, that's for sure. And the yeah, the amount of free kicks were terrible. Um, I think there was uh, you know different different chats that you're obviously in. Someone said the worst ninety seconds you've ever seen in the AFL. They gave away. Three free kicks, which resulted in a Brisbane goal from the wing and then Hawthorne from the back line. Uh, when the game was in the balance in the last quarter, none of the free kicks were there. Um, you know, it's just it's just too many. 63 is crazy. Um, you know, and that Neil one on Newcomb, I know it gets highlighted, but that wasn't the worst free kick, Scooty, for the for the game either. So, um, yeah, billion-dollar business and, uh, you know, that's what they want to dish up for their officials. I know Top Rope goes on a long uh, a lot about the bunker and the bunkers are uh, a disgrace as well in the NRL. Scooty, I don't understand why it's such a difficult process. Um, you know, make the umpires full time, educate them, and if they're not good enough, move them on and get the next lot in because, uh, you know, it's a billion dollar business and they've got basically two dollar umpires pretty much. Um, yeah, that that was a disgrace. It wasn't the only game. The, the, the Brisbane Hawthorne game is one of the worst we've seen this year. It's got a lot of competition, so it is saying something. I know OB listens to this show, so I just MG wrote wrote the notes here. Brisbane versus Hawthorne game umpires must be sacked. So top rope, he's rubbing off on me. He's rubbing off on MG. We want more blood. We want sackings, and we want the men in white or the men in uh, fluoro yellow <laughs> to be sacked. So OB, start uh, knocking them over in there, big fella. You know when o, uh, the AFLs have had a bad week, Scooty, because uh, OB doesn't come on the show and he's out for uh, he's a scratching for this Friday, so. Um, it was a bad week, and uh, they have to uh, get better at it. Top right, what are the big uh, takeaways from the rugby league over the weekend? Much controversy? Uh, no, it was a relatively controversy-free weekend. We had um, the, the top four were played each other, which just happened to be election night, so probably the, 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 the least viewership you're ever going to get for uh, top four teams playing each other in the middle of the year. But uh, um, the Cowboys absolutely thumped the storm. 266, uh, no Jerome Hughes again. So uh, a few worrying signs there from Melbourne um, if they can't perform without Pap and Jerome. So uh, that's a concern. And Penrith probably got a bit lucky. The, the Roosters uh, had uh, Penrith 0 uh, zero, zero all uh, deep into the first half and then somehow conceded three late tries of going 80 nil, and that game was, was over at halftime. Um, the big news out of the weekend, that was, yeah, unquestionably out of Manly. Uh, Tom Trevojevic looks like he's out for the year. Uh, trying to save a try. He's busted his shoulder. He, I'd say, he's long odds to play again this year. He's out for the extended period of rest. I'm saying, so mainly, probably cast now. So, um, yeah, that's that's huge news out there. And uh, look, Bulldogs play their first game without Trent Barrett. Fun fact, they haven't gotten any better. <laughs> uh, they got absolutely thumped by the, uh, the West Tigers 36 22 in another. Just a great performance. In fairness to Big Potter, 
He's only been there two days, but if he picks Jade Knock and Ball one more time, I'm, I don't know how many interim coaches have been sacked, but I'll be calling for his head too. Get the keys. All right. <laughs> Interesting uh, state of origins a couple of weeks away, but New South Wales now 154, Queensland 250, and four and a half the line there. So a little bit of a shift uh, and a bit of a push for Queensland now that uh, Tommy Turbo and we've got a couple of uh, couple of players under some big, big clouds. So that that might keep moving the uh, the Queensland line there in the price. Might be one for the early shoppers. Yeah, I'd rather be on Queensland than New South Wales right now. I think Queensland are kind of getting a few few players kind of knocking on the door, pushing for selection. Yeah, you like some Selwyn Cobo. Yeah, it, it would certainly add a kind of bit of dynamism to the um, the Queensland backline. Whereas, yeah, the the Blues have lost um, Trevojevic. They've lost probably Pappenhausen. They've lost uh, Latroy Mitchell. So like their backline starting to look a little bit thin. You know, the likes of the Tony Staggs or Stephen Crichton could come into the side now. So, uh, yeah, would rather be on uh, Queensland Plus. What about Munster? How was he after the Storm loss? He said they were like under 12s the week before. What were they, under 14s quality this week? Was he skating again? Uh, didn't hear it. Too busy uh, deep in the election for the post-game <laughs> press conference. But um, uh, it was an all-time weekend on the punt. Uh, just quietly scooty. There was a lot going on, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, they. I, I did have one eye on this game, and the storm were well and truly for a long time. And a couple of little breaks, and the kind of score blew out. Uh, blew out like Cowboys just playing very good football. I had them for the wooden spoon this year. Yeah, I was obviously very very wrong on, on them this year. They've won. They've won six straight, and they're playing a pretty good brand of football. Like they're really spinning it wide and. Yeah, they're not relying on these kind of boring middle resets every 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 uh, every set online. So, kudos uh, to the Cowboys. I think it's time to kind of probably reevaluate them and probably put them up into that kind of second tier attempt. Yeah, it's sort of come from nowhere, haven't they? But um, just quickly on the election, I think we started with seventeen thousand nine hundred in our uh, little punters club there, and we've got fifty one point one percent, I guess, majority there to Labor with seventy five point seven percent of the vote counted. So that'll that'll make it a chop out. And then if the uh, coalition can win at Curtin, there's currently forty seven point nine percent, and there's only uh, there's sixty nine percent counted there. So we can't really finalise the uh, the punters club for the election until these seats uh, get uh, finalised. So there's going to be a little bit of a delay with the payout there. So hopefully Labor can kick along in Benelong for a chop out and then we'll get the W if uh, the coalition can hang on to Curtin. But they just need a bit of a swing there for the last 30% of votes. So, mate, you did a great effort. And uh, the independents just, well, didn't they? Uh, a lot of people were, were saying it was going to be the minor parties that uh, – caused havoc uh, for the two two major uh, teams there, Liberal and the Coalition. But, uh, wow, did you, ex- did you expect it to be that savage? No, look, probably, probably a few takeaways. I, I, I wasn't surprised at the stance against the Morrison government, like, they were, like he was well and truly on the nose. Uh, was surprised that there probably wasn't a more ringing endorsement of Labor. Um, was stunned by uh, Tasmania not switching to Labor. Uh, I thought they would absolutely, yes, we have traditionally been a Labor state for, for a long period of time and, and was, I wouldn't say stunned, but, but probably stunned by the, the the level of the savagery in Western Australia towards the coalition. You know, it's losing seats like Tang, you know, on a swing of like 11 12%, insane. But in, in terms of the, the the minor parties, like I, I kind of, you know, those, those who were in the, the, the Puns Club saw we had a lot of bets on the independents. Um, yeah, we weren't. Overly surprised that they won Wentworth, won Goldstein. Uh, 
but the level at which they won, and, and they nearly all won. You know, when they're claiming North Sydney, McKellar, the Liberals have been wiped out in, in a city in Melbourne, in Sydney, and in Brisbane. Uh, and not, Brisbane, not to the Teals, but to, to, to the Greens. I, I, this is to be a real kind of time of reckoning for, for, for a coalition party that's probably lurched way too far to the right. Oh, can you see it like, continuing to go this way at the next election? I'm, I'm worried that it's a complete shift in mindset here from especially like the younger voters. They seem to be all locked into, I guess, this teal and green way of thinking. Yeah. Well, one thing that's kind of historically been, been the case is that when you when, when an independent comes in and does a popular job, we're not talking about like a Tony Windsor or Rob Oakshaw to kind of portray their constituency by putting Labor in from kind of a very conservative seat. But you look at kind of, you know, the Don Chips from the, the Australian Democrats going all the way through to um, you know, Ted Mack in, in North Sydney. Like, popular independence can survive for long, long periods of time in, in the lower house. And I, I don't see that changing. Adam Bant's a great thing. Like, the, the green wave in the city, in the inner cities, is going nowhere. Like, they, they still might pick up McNamara, the Greens. They pulled out two seats in Brisbane, which is stunning. And look, they're probably a little bit more flaky in, term, in the fact that they were based on a very localised issue of of airport stuff. But, like, I, you know, I, I can't see, unless Elbo does a great job in kind of reconciling how the major parties operate with each other, I can kind of see this happening for the next couple of elections. And I think the Liberals are going to be very much hard up against it, winning back some of those old blue ribbon states. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a big shift and... Yeah, as, uh, I couldn't agree more. Let's uh, let's have a quick look at uh, the AFL. Just a little uh, shout out to uh, Top Sport. There, you could have got down for uh, big bets on the election. And uh, good little reminder: I went to the footy with them yesterday at uh, the Gold Coast, and they are uh, Australian owned. So uh, stop betting with the uh, internationals and make sure you keep the dollars onshore. So if you're betting, make sure you bet with an Australian owned bookmaker who pumped the money back into grassroots. So topsport.com.au is our major sponsor there. So the AFL round 10, let's have a look at the results now. Uh, Carlton over the Swans uh, held off a late surge from Sydney, 102-87. Geelong beat Port at uh, the Cattery, uh, 82-47. The Doggies did enough against the Gold Coast Suns, 106-87. The Ds, uh, too good for the Kangas, 100-53. St Kilda got the job done over Adelaide, 90-69. Richmond Tigers won the Dreamtime Clash, 80-48. Nice little run of form for the Tigers. MG's men, uh, GWS, 138-86. to uh, Eagles are completely legless. The Hawks, a little bit gifted uh, late, 117-112. to And then Collingwood... Uh, Far too classy uh, for Fremantle, 80 to 44. Let's have a quick look at uh, the bookie wrap. Uh, so six or nine favourites covered. Uh, sorry, six or nine favourites won, five or nine covered. Uh, the totals were a little bit down, four out of nine, and the home teams were six and nine for the season at 62 and 90 at 69% for the favourites. 55% uh, of the favourites have covered the line, and the totals are 51 and 90 at 56%. And the home teams are 51 and 90. Any further comments on those results, MG? Yeah, no, pretty even week again, Scoot. The, um, the bookies probably just keep shading the punters at this stage. Anytime the favourites run below 70, it's generally a bookies year to date. And anytime they get above, uh, might swing to the punters a bit. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I uh, don't know the last time we're getting 10 rounds in where the covers are in the positive or above 50%. Uh, the last couple of years, they've. Uh, Definitely between the 45 to 50 range. So uh, the favourite punters are probably going better in the covers. And, yeah, good to see um, the totals uh, just shading the overs at the moment. Home teams are probably down as well. So 
Um, but yeah, just pr- probably some even weeks going on, Scooty. There's just enough uh, favourites getting beat for the bookies. Yeah, and your AFL stings are uh, travelling nicely, 18 and 15, so round 10, 12.5 units bet for uh, plus 6.3. And for the season now, you're uh, at 7.46 pots. So we told you last week, now's the time to get on the AFL stings, 22 bucks a week. You can have that. So head to littlebirdie.live into the shop and uh, Mark will help you. And uh, it was all over it with the totals. So in the Carlton Sydney game, he uh, got the chocolates there, the doggies, Gold Coast. I just kept seeing the uh, the total uh, come through in the notifications of via the Little Birdie app. And it was just music to my ears, so I just kept peppering away on the totals there. And uh, a little bit of a uh, half-time flare action here. Fremantle Collingwood, second half, high scoring. I thought this was interesting, the dollar eighty, and uh, you got the job done there, so two and a half units. So starting to see them well and uh, a little bit of uh, in-play flare at, uh, at half-time there, MG. Yeah, top, top, top rope's rubbing off on me with a bit of Ric Flair. Um, it's good to see that uh, the weather course is paying off, Scooty, that uh, – that uh, Crambet put me through about five years ago. The uh, couple of bookies just fell asleep with the uh, the weather over in Perth that it was going to rain in the first half and then clear up the second half. So uh, the total fell off its perch there, 153 down to 134. So punters that follow the weather got the chocolates there. But, yeah, the second half, uh, nothing better than free money, Scoot, to finish off the weekend. No, I love that. And out at Seabus Stadium, I was staggered how well uh, that uh, that pitch or that ground just soaked up the water. Yeah. Everywhere, a lot of the places around the Gold Coast, they're, they're underwater. All the golf courses, um, lots of parkland. It's flash flooding everywhere. But Seabus, beautiful out there, top row. I couldn't believe the total was 40 and a half. I, the bookies just didn't move. I thought, oh, well, this is a mile to go under and why isn't the line shifting? But you get out there and it's beautiful. It's like Gabba grass. It's an un- unbelievable pitch. It's like being uh, it's like being on a podcast with Brian Bury and Tim Bailey, such as the great weather talk we go over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, no, nah, the the uh, um, Suncorp and Seabus both hold up really, really well. Kind of, you know, unless you're at the suburban grounds like Leichhardt, which kind of got pretty muddy the other night. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you you don't see uh, you don't see too much of the old school kind of muddy football. Mm. You don't need to be you don't need to be a weatherman where you two live either. Gold Coast is easy; it rains every single day, and Sydney it hasn't stopped raining at all. So, come down to sunny sunny Melbourne, guys. We're still in shorts down here. Hard to believe, isn't it? <clears throat> I live a fair way, live a fair way from Sydney, MG. We've uh, got plenty of golf out of here. Not, not too much rain out this way, mate. AFL futures time. <laughs> Melbourne Demons have got a stranglehold on the market. Two dollars forty. Brisbane Lions five fifty. Carlton are probably the bowl of ten dollars. Geelong eleven. Richmond Tigers twelve. Dockers sixteen. Saints seventeen. Doggies seventeen. Sydney Swans nineteen. Port Adelaide thirty-four. Um, Collingwood at sixty-seven. But no one else can win. Not too much to talk about there. Let's have a quick look at the Brownlow. If you listened to last week's show, you would have been uh, you might have you might have specced uh, Lockie Neal, who MG thought there was a little bit of value for. He's now three dollar ninety favorite over Cripps four dollars, Oliver six dollars, Petrarca seven, and uh, sorry, Brayshaw is nine dollars, Sam Walsh fifteen, Callum Mills eighteen, Bailey Smith twenty six dollars, and Took Miller uh, twenty six dollars. There, not really uh, any big talking points for me. Uh, in that one, but obviously uh, someone might have uh, snapped up a little bit of a price on Lockie Neal off the back of uh, MG's uh, tip last week. Oliver's the one, Scooty, that we've been specking for about the last probably month, and uh, I, I just think at $6 he's still valued. They're, you know, Neal probably deserves to be favourite. Cripps has got off to a good start, but Mel- Melbourne might, you know, definitely not going to lose too many games if they lose any this year, and there's only three that pile at the top, so that... I know they're probably going to have to share, but 
you know, if, if this team goes and wins 20-plus games, that's a lot of votes to share around. Um, Oliver's too big. He, he should be – if he shouldn't be favourite, he should be really close in my opinion. I'd just be keep backing him at this stage. He was best on ground again on the weekend. Um, and, you know, there's there, there's only a few chances he can win it right now, Scooty. They're really pulling away these top couple. Uh, they're at record pace. So um, I, I still, I'd be still chipping away at Oliver as well as Neil here. Beautiful. All right, so if you're not on, still uh, still plenty of uh, meat on the bone for Clayton Oliver. Love hearing that. Coleman Metal, Charlie Kerno, $3.20. Tom Lynch, three twenty. Just can't kick straight for a, such a good player. Sad. Uh, Max King, five fifty. Tom Hawkins, $6.00. Jeremy Cameron, six fifty. To Meta Peter is twelve dollars. Astronaut fifteen and Texan Walker twenty six. The big boudoir is thirty one. Bailey Fritch, love that bloke, thirty four dollars. And uh, Lynch has got uh, a little bit of injury there, so uh, a bit of an asterisk if uh, you're going to fall into him. But as we said, MG is on fire, so you can locate his AFL stinks for twenty two dollars a week in Little Birdie dot Live Shop. So make sure you do that. Uh, you get the full preview via email, then you get uh, the updated uh, stings as it rolls out from the Little Birdie app. So. Uh, Nothing better than having MG in your pocket and just uh, a little bit of the totals action. If it's too much heartache backing one side or the other, MG's a man for you because he just he just cheer points or just death ride them. So it's an easy way to uh, bet if uh, you're new to AFL betting. Top rope, there's no time for a break here. I think we're just going to uh, keep uh, punching away here. Uh, let's have a look at the results. We've got uh, the Broncos 36-12 over Newcastle, West... 36-22 over the Bulldogs. Para 22-20 to 20 over Manly. As you said, Tommy Turbo is the talking point there. St. George 24-18. to 18. New Zealand have been playing spirited football of late. North Queensland with that massive uh, thumping of the Melbourne Storm, 36-6. Penrith too good, 32-12. Uh, they got one hand on the trophy for mine. Canberra 32-12 over South. Big, big problems at South. Uh, they are absolutely gone. And then uh, the Sharks were pretty good, 25-18 uh, over the Titans. My new second side, Nico Hines. Tell you what, there's the plus punters yesterday. I was one of them. I cannot believe... <laughs> Speaking of taking the driver out on the 18th, I couldn't believe it. Nico Hines kicked the field goal late as we just got into that safe six-and-a-half territory. And then Gold Coast Titans in the last minute got a penalty they, they needed an eight-point try, so a penalty amongst the try somehow. They could have just taken two points. And what, what, do, they, what do they do? They run the ball and, and everyone on the plus gets absolutely resold unless you shopped early and got the seven and a half. I, it's one of the most strangest things ever uh, that I've seen in a rugby game. Uh, classic Titans. Classic Titans. Uh, yeah, I was also on the plus six and a half. Celebrating the comeback at the end, and then uh, not only not only kind of was the the, the, the late penalty kind of deeply annoying, the the two drop balls in the last minute and a half coming out unbelievable. It's like just hold on to the thing. Like, what are you doing? Just hold on to the ball. Like you're a professional footballer. How hard is it to hold the ball? It wasn't like they were losing the ball in tackles. Oh, very frustrating. Very frustrating. But I guess the big talking point of the week in the scooty was even with a fair bit of weather around. Uh, Eight overs. Mm. Eight overs from eight games. Yeah. He loves his overs. So uh, plenty of points. Plenty of points in the rugby league this week. Plenty of points. I hope Gold Coast Titans miss the finals by a point after that brain fade. Just, it's just garbage. They're probably gonna, not going to make it anyway, and hopefully they can recruit a couple of players next year. But tell you what, 
uh, grim stuff out there yesterday at Seabus. Week 11, uh, let's have a look at the bookie rate. Four of eight faves, uh, only three of eight covered. Uh, the overs, eight from eight. Wowie, and the home team's four of eight. And then for the season, it's 57.88 at 65%. Favourites hitting line and then covers slightly down, 42 out of 88. Uh, the overs have got their nose in front, 45.88 from that clean sheet. And then the home teams are 54 and 88. Top rope, uh, better uh, better effort uh, this week, plus 3.4 units, and you got uh, three out of four correct. So you're only losing 2.6% uh, uh, for your pot, and uh, you're uh, all over the over in the Parramanley game. Uh, the St. George line you backed, and uh, Canberra Plus was a good result for you also. Yeah, it was nice to have a stress-free uh, watch on the Raiders because the uh, Parra game went over uh, over the total um, with two minutes to play, and um, the Dragons hit the late penalty goal to push from four from what, from four to six. So, uh, some some dark, dark, stressful times. I'll tell you what, this year, if I'm not, if I don't book in to see the heart doctor <laughs> Williams, I'm in all because it's been a rather stressful year. But uh, no, it was. Um, uh, a fairly quiet weekend bidding wise. You know, we just had the four games uh, to play there, but uh, I think we were kind of on the right side. We were on the right side of the number, and the risk game didn't come off in the end. They were well beaten, but uh, again, from, from 10 and a half to, to eight and a half. So, um, got the best of it there, but anyway, can't win them all. You must just lock yourself in the dungeon. I don't know how you keep up with it, I don't know how you know all the action that you've had. I tell you, you must have you must have to do yeah, must have to do Monday night date night to make it up for the misses. You haven't seen her since last Wednesday. I would have thought we watched uh, the third last episode of Ozark last night. All's well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think if there was Monday night football, you wouldn't have a marriage left. <laughs> It'd be done because Thursday's here and all the time, and then Monday would just be the the stone end. I couldn't survive Monday and Thursday. Uh, Let's have a quick look at uh, Thursday Night Football and uh, Melbourne Storm $1.15. Lucky there's no turbo because that would look very, very shaky. They're at home. They're back at Amy Park, which is good news for Storm fans. $5.50 Manly and the line $16.5. Top rope. Any thoughts there? Yeah, just too early to say without kind of team news this one. The, The inclusion of drum use is just way too important. For Melbourne, and we shift the line there. Look, inclination is that I'd rather be on the plus than the minus. And 16 and a half is a massive, massive line. Giving Hughes out, refused plays, you know, I'd probably rather be on the minus there. And I think they can kind of get their season back on track there. So uh, it's really going to swing on, on whether, whether uh, Jerome plays in the seven. So um, sorry not to be of more, more interest on a Monday, but uh, yeah, a bit hard to bet until teams come out. Okay, let's have a look at the Premiership uh, winner market and Penrith Panthers two dollars fifty looks uh, juicy to me. Melbourne Storm three eighty, Para th- uh, nine fifty, Cronulla Sharks ten dollars, North Queensland Cowboys on the move there twelve dollars, Sydney Roosters twelve, Broncos eighteen, Manly forty one, and mm, South Sydney forty one dollars, and then Canberra making up the numbers. I would have thought Penrith and the Cowboys flavor of the week. Yeah, Cowboys off the map. They've soon uh, run. I think they were. 81 pre-season, so uh, 80s into 12s. Uh, look, I'd be stunned if them or the Broncos have both kind of hit some form. When it, uh, yeah, it's probably down to two. Um, I'd, you know, if I was finding an overs out of that lot, I would say the, the Roosters are kind of, you know, very, very tight. Like the final score flooded Penrith in the end. Like they were uh, getting eight-point tries. They were, yeah, scoring when players were in the bin. I, I, yeah, 
I, I think the Roosters are still probably the third best team in the comp, so I could jump into the twelve dollars on them. But yeah, nothing, nothing over exciting. Hmm. Well, we'll save that preview, but uh, we're going to learn a lot about uh, Cronulla and the Roosters this Saturday night. Absolute cracker! Then it's nearly match the round. I would have thought. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a, it's a fantastic game. Craig Fitz giving up against his his old club as well, which is uh, an added little wrinkle to uh, to that one there. So yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, another, another Saturday night lock in, Scooty. No doubt not Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't be many of those. $22 a week, you can get the greatest game of all, top rope sub every week. So if uh, you need a hand with your NRL rugby league betting, that's uh, definitely uh, the way you want to go there. Week 11 for uh, for charity, uh, MG for uh, Love Me, Love You, $100 on the Tigers. This is where these bets belong. Uh, minus 20 and a half there, one five from six. And then top rope from Wayside Chapel, 100 on the Roosters, uh, plus 11 and a half. So that you're four and seven. And then Nikki's for Sids and Kids, 100 on uh, Port Adelaide at uh, plus 21 and a half against the Cats. So it's a bold, bold bit down there with the umpires on the Cats side. Uh, week 12 predictions here. We'll kick off with you, MG. You're not, <laughs> this is, this is, you just put this in just to rev me up. <laughs> I thought you'd build the Richmond win up a bit more than the, you gave it to me last week, saying that I'm uh, pro Richmond. I'm not sure where you necessarily get the stats from, but uh, anyway, there's a new leader. Top rope would recognise uh, MG's finally on top now. Drove up to him last uh, outside the leader last week, and now I've hit the lead. So one man ban at the moment. This comp scooty. So I'm going to stick with Richmond. Uh, Friday night against uh, Sydney. They are outsiders at the moment, plus eight and a half. Uh, I'll give you one tip, scooty. Plus eight and a half will not be there come game time, that is for sure. The bookies uh, are a bit slow off the mark here. The Tigers are up and about. And I'm not sure where Sydney are at losing three out of the last four, Scooty. So there's a little uh, little chestnut there for to get off the mark on Friday night. Bottle of Grey Goose. I'll take the Swans. Of course you will. Bottle That's of right. Grey Goose. You can't, is, right. it, is there a rule that you just can't tip Richmond every week in this segment to, to go on to victory? It's a rort. Well, top rope, the only reason he got the four, I think, was he was tipping Storm every week and he's dropped off them the last two weeks. So it'll be interesting to see what he goes. He might chime back on him on this week, actually. Top rope, Wayside Chapel, who are you betting? 100, free bet. Wayside Chapel. If I don't start finding something for Wayside Chapel, I'll be taken from Wayside Chapel. Things <laughs> <laughs> have been pretty dire. Uh, I'm going to go with the Tigers plus eight and a half against South. I think South, like you said, I think go on. Actually, the cast at the moment. So. Tigers are pretty good as big outsiders. Assuming uh, Jackson Hastings has recovered, I think they're a very good bet. Nikki uh, Sylvester, yeah, she's absolutely on fire. She was in Italy, now she's in London. She uh, she needs to sign some uh, horse ownership forms and and send them back. But I can understand why she isn't. She's having a great time by the look of her on holiday, and she's going to have a hundred on Penrith at the minus ten and a half. Ooh, balls of steel bet against uh, the inform uh, Cowboys, but. Uh, Again, they're at Bluebet Stadium, so it's going to be hard to beat Penrith at home. They do get the rub of the green, according to Top Rope from uh, the referees. I think that's uh, that's it. That's uh, it's a wrap from the show. We've covered a uh, gone a little bit wide from the Cape, bit of politics in there, and uh, a little bit of the golf sick beat. So if you've got a better sick beat than uh, what's just happened to Top Rope, fire it in. We might uh, send you a prize or a care pack because Top Rope needs a care pack. He needs a real big <laughs> hug. If you're in the Orange region and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just go to KFC and uh, put a hundred bucks over the counter, and uh, just leave Top Rope's name next to it. And he can just go collect it to uh, drown his sorrows in uh, potato gravy and a bucket of chook. <laughs> and if you're from Chile, don't bother coming. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I'll tell you what, the top rope is uh, the cheapest chips deal on the uh, KFC app. I had it on uh, Friday night. It was like $20.95. I couldn't believe how much chook I got. So a little plug for KFC. If they're out there want to sponsor the show, we'll, uh, we're big consumers of KFC, especially when the chips are down. MG, final thought? Uh, good week, Scurdy, that we've had. Looking forward to this week. There uh, looks like there's some betting options around. So uh, the NBA playoffs are going well, so make sure you're tuned in. Parky is on fire over there, and we've yeah. also got the French French Opens kicking off this week, Scooty, so uh, there uh, should be plenty of action. Just absolutely nonstop. Uh, if you're looking for a shave or you need to clean out the uh, the nostrils, make sure you check out Manscaped. Punning form was good to me on Saturday. I started backing winners left, right, and center in Adelaide, which was uh, a good one. So if you need to do the horse form, make sure you check out punningform.com.au. Club Tech Golf. I uh, picked up the three iron today and it's got a little rattle in it. So uh, make sure if you're in the Melbourne area, clubtechgolf.com.au to buy some sticks or even club repairs. So Dave Jordan there will give you a good deal and type in little birdie as a promo code. So uh, if you're starting to get inspired by all the USPGA, you're seeing these uh, really poor swings and think you can hit it out of bounds like Mido did, make sure uh, you check out Club Tech because I'll tell you what, it's been a big week in sport. It's going to be even bigger this week. So make sure to tune in to Friday's show. Thanks, guys. That's a wrap. I think I'm out. I'm back on holiday now. Nicky's back. Nicky will be back next Monday, but you're on Friday. OB's uh, sacked himself. Tough week off the umpires. So uh, Scooty will be back on Friday. He's in there cleaning house. Good on him, as he should. All right, we'll see you uh, this time Friday. Friday.